Hi, Anne. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you tonight? Fine. Welcome to Grace to Grow. And uh, I'm so glad that you agreed to have this interview with me tonight. Well, it's an absolute pleasure, Anne. I'm just going to introduce you just a little and then you can take it from from there. But I'm I'm with Mike Hendricks tonight. And uh, he's a really good friend of ours. He lives in Canada. You'll give him the exact area. And Mike has written one of the most wonderful books. It's called Conquering the Fear Pandemic. And it was written at such a timely uh, space, you know, when uh, so many of us were going through those fears from the pandemic itself. Mike, did you have any idea that the Lord would have you write such a book in such a timely manner? I never imagined that at all. It was the last thing on my mind to write a book. (laughs) It was actually one night when everything locked down in Canada that the Lord gave me a dream at night and spoke to me through the dream and told me about the spirit of the fear has been released against the world. I want you to talk about overcoming fear in life. And I want you to open up your story of what I've brought you through. It's really beautiful. If you don't mind, I'd like to maybe ask you about a few lines that I read that were just really, really touched touched me in a special way. The looking at the first chapter, it says the gentle whisper. And I'd like for you to tell us a little bit what you were thinking when you wrote, one word from God can alter the trajectory of our lives forever. What does that mean to you? Well, I was reminded of our good friend, Pastor Richard Gazowski from San Francisco there. Mm-hmm. He always told us that one word from God can change your life. Right. And it was a real living example of walking that out. And when the Lord met me in the dream in March of 2020, he started to outline to me uh, that everything that I had been through over the last 30 to 40 years of my life had been preparatory for this next season of my life. Mm. And he wanted me, he invited me on a journey of uh, opening up my life in a transparent way to help feed the multitudes. You know, Jesus in the old, in the new Testament, when he, he fed the 5,000, it was his initiative that uh, he took the bread and loaves and the and the fishes and fed the multitudes by the brokenness. And the number of times the fishes, fish and the bread were broken, ended up feeding more and more people. And I felt the Lord say, I want to use the brokenness of your life. And I want, as I've been breaking you and breaking you over the years, I now want to pass you out to feed the multitudes of what you've been through. Because there's many people who've been afraid. There's many people who are scared right now and they need a voice of hope. And I want you to be able to, I want you to open up transparently of what you've been through and invite people on a journey into their own life and help them discover why fear is taking root in their life and help them come into a whole new freedom in their life. That's exactly what uh, this podcast is birthed out of too, Mike. It's just finding that journey with God to see that no matter what you go through, his grace is sufficient to bring you through it. You know, um, our scripture for this podcast is first Corinthians 15 and 10 when apostle Paul says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. 
and his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Uh, yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me, you know, and it just sounds like you have experienced a lot of God's grace, like all of us need it so much, Mike. And this book, I, you know, it really resonates with me so much about the grace of God, how he'll help you and walk you through and deliver you from all your fears. There was another part, if you don't mind me asking, it said, when we live in fear, we rob ourselves of exploring the world beyond our bubbles or experiences. What were you, what was that mean for you? What does that mean to you, Mike? Well, when I was a, a child, I lived in a lot of fear. I used to be I used to be very terrified of loud noises, like anything from, I used to be afraid of people. I used to be, just lived in this whole bubble of fear. And I realized that fear was like a bubble in my life. And if I didn't take that risk to step out of that bubble, it kept me safe. I didn't have to do anything. Right. And if I explored past the bubble, it would take me out of that that small place. See, I lived a very introverted life when I was a teenager. This is before I met you guys. And as a child, I lived very scared. I didn't know how to interact a lot with people. I didn't have a lot of close friends in school. Always, I was a target of bullies. So I lived very much um, introverted and very socially awkward mm -hmm. because I didn't want to press past that bubble. Right. Because God met me in my pain and invited me out of the bubble. He took me to places of woundedness and said, let's break that bubble. Let's break through that bubble, son. Let's go on a little adventure here. It's going it's to be a little scary, but mm -hmm. I will hold your hand through it. Yes. And he, I, he started inviting me into it. I love that, Mike. It, that's what this next uh, line says on page nine. It's beautiful. It says, when we choose to break free from fear, we can receive the solutions and the authentic hope to help the people around us who live in fear. Can you expound on that a little bit? Well, I found in my own journey, the more I stepped out into freedom, like my pastor, my pastor of 30 years here in Canada suggested a few years ago that part of my struggles in the work world and all of that was due to fear and unresolved issues in my heart. And he invited me to get some professional help from counselors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Holy Spirit is known as the great counselor or the paraclete, the one who comes alongside us. Yes. And, but he gave me a, a, he sent me to this very mature Christian counselor who he used through one of his very difficult times in his life. And this man started exploring what I had been through. And he said, well, we got some stuff to work here with. You can work it through. And he invited me to go to those places of woundedness and explore where God was in the middle of that, middle of those situations. And the more I explored counseling with this, the more healing I received, emotional healing, my own journey. And the more I was able to break through the barriers of that. And the more I broke free of the barriers, I was able to see clearly when people were bound in fear as well. So my healing mm. in life, a lot, God gave me a grace to, he opened my eyes to see 
son, you're not the only one trapped by this. There are many people trapped by fear. And, you know, you can help them. And so when he invited me, like when it was scary, but as I broke through those barriers in my life and things started to break off in the spiritual realm over my life, I remember one thing we dealt with was dealing with chaos even in my life. Mm -hmm. There's an enemy that caught the enemy. The Bible says that the Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And one of the ways he manifested in my life was chaos. And when we dealt with the spirit of chaos, which there was a lot of chaotic activity around me, every time I was in the workplace, people misinterpreted me, people tried to box me in, bully me, try to jostle me, do all sorts of things. To, and when I broke through that chaos, it brought tremendous peace. And something, it, it's like the expression, the penny dropped. And I was able to break through that barrier and see the chaos that others were living in. And God opened my eyes to that reality. And through these counselors, through these multitude of counsel, counselors, they were able to help you walk through that that layer of chaos, right? That you yeah. mentioned. And break through as the literal breakthrough. I love it that you mentioned that you read that book called The Girl Behind the Red Rope. And her name was Grace, you know, and it just... Was. It's so fitting, and uh, it, it's like the grace of God allows us to break through those things that try to bind us, and even though sometimes we may, you know, fall or, you know, not, uh, we have to keep trying and breaking through, his grace is right there to hold us. I, I'd love to uh, share another line with you from your book. It, it's so good. It's, um, this says, at the same time, a revelation bubbled up in my spirit. I began to realize God was giving me a life message about overcoming fear. And that realization, that revelation, that aha moment, some people call it. Mike, yeah. what does that mean to you? Well, to me, we all carry a message in life. All Each one of us believers carry a message of God in our life through the things and the circumstances we have faced in our life. I realized the more I broke through my issues, the more I realized that, you know, it says in Isaiah, like, you know, Isaiah talks about by his stripes, we are healed. Mm. And I believe, like, I never knew, I guess, maybe I had been prophesied to me that I had a healing gift on my life. But I, I kind of poo-pooed it. I never thought it was really, no, that's not really me. But the more I broke through the fear of my life, I realized that God had graced me in a very unique way to bring healing and deliverance to people who have been trapped by the enemy. And I was reflecting on all the prophetic words that had been spoken over my life. And I realized that one of the words that you're going to be like a Joseph, you're going to be like a Moses, bring deliverance to people. Joseph, like who's going to rise up and bring healing to his people, people in his life from the past and the present and the future. And like I started walking, watching these words, looking at these words in fresh eyes. And I started to realize, wait a sec, you know, like we all go through things in life, but if we can overcome those issues in life, it gives us authority in the spiritual realm through God's grace to be that messenger of hope or that messenger of grace or that messenger of forgiveness, or different things we've had to overcome. So my, 
I realized that there's a life message developing that God can meet us in very unique places. And, and especially in the area of emotional healing. Now, we all think of physical healing, but there is a realm of emotional healing of the soul that, and the spirit that God wants to do in each of our lives. Tell us a little bit about that, Mike. That is so important, the emotional healing or the heart healing, those wounds that go so deep beyond the surface, beyond the flesh, and, and they're just deeply embedded in us. And some of us, it's most of us, some trauma from childhood or anything. What would you tell someone going through that similar thing that would be like a beginning to their breakthrough? What could they do? Well, one of the biggest things that I... I learned in my healing journey that I was not like God was with me in this. I've always been aware since I was a little boy that I had a unique purpose and a plan on my life. I always knew that God was with me, but I could never understand why he would allow so much woundedness to happen to me. I mean, I felt like I was the target of the enemy. and I, I was in his crosshairs every which way. And that he wanted to pick me off and destroy me. And that's part of his nature, of course. But it, it always felt like I was the target, no matter where I went in work, in, in school, uh, in church life. I was always the target of bullies. And I was always the target. And I felt like the enemy did not want me to break free of this. Because if, he broke, if I broke free, he knew that I would impact other people in my life. And when I purposefully chose to go on this journey, even though I didn't want to go on it, because I thought, hey, I'm fine. I realized the more my eyes were open to what I had been through, I realized, okay, maybe there is some truth to this. And I would, what I found myself to discover is the first step was even just to acknowledge that you have been wounded. Mm, yeah. It's okay to acknowledge that you have been wounded and need help because we can't help ourselves. There's an old saying that God only helps those who help themselves. I don't believe that for a moment. God who helps those who put his their faith in him. Well, and you said the first thing you realized was God was with you and that you didn't have to face this alone. And he right. sent people in your life to, to be there with you and to walk that journey with you. That's really good. Yeah, we all need a community. Yeah. We need a community to walk through life. We, we need each other. Yes. No, there's no lone rangers in this world, you know? Right. That's the first key. And then you you had another uh, process, a step in the process. You know, for someone who really wants the practical, like, steps of, okay, first you realize, acknowledge that you need help. Second thing is, what would you say, Mike? Willing to go for the help willing to open up your life and trust that there are people there that care enough for your emotional well-being that will help you walk forward into healing. Right. Because there are people there. Not everyone else is out to get you. And I always felt that everyone was out to get me. Mm. And it took me a while to trust. Is this counselor going to be real to me? Is this guy good? But when I realized how open he was to me, and warm and caring he was towards me, it allowed me to open, it dropped the guards of my heart. Wow. And I was able to be vulnerable about the very struggles I had faced. 
That is so powerful. I mean, that runs so deep just to have that trust to, you know, it says uh, some, there's a scripture that says a, a soft answer increases learning. It's like when someone is gentle, like David said to the Lord, your gentleness has made me great. You know, it's like God set the right people in your life to have you open up and have a transformed mind, right? You no more had a victim mentality, right? You oh. turned it around into like, I'm, things are being done for me and not to me, right, Mike? Correct. And I began to realize as I spoke in San Francisco a few weeks ago when I was visiting you guys, that I lived from the place of God's approval and acceptance. God accepts me. God approves of me. And I don't need anyone else to approve of me or accept me because God does. And I don't say that to be smug. I just say that out of the revelation of the love of God, he loved me before I loved myself. Hallelujah. He said his affection upon me. He said his kindness towards me. My and as if you um go ahead, you go ahead. I want you to finish. Yeah, and as we start to live aware of God's acceptance and grace towards us before we even deserved it ourselves, He was the one who initiated it. It's divine initiative. He made the choice for He made the He loved us before we could ever love our, Him. So when we live out of that mindset that He accepts, He approves, He's chosen me, He declared me good in His image. That changes your whole Christianity because if we're trying to gain God's approval, gain God's acceptance, we're trying to bark up the wrong tree because we'll never please or we'll never feel pleasing enough to God. But he, he calls us good. He created us out of love to have a relationship with us. It's so powerful, Mike. I mean, that is the, the revelation we all have to get to be healed, to realize that we are already accepted in his sight. Mike, if you could sum up, or if you have a definition of the word grace, what would you tell the people that grace means to you? The grace of God, of course. The grace of God. Well, the, I, I could easily go into the Greek definition mm -hmm. of the grace of God, which is the word charis, where we get our word charismatic, but it's a gift of God, first of all, to me, the grace of God is his gift to us, but it's an enabling power to meet us when we are weak and strengthen us and walk with us, empowering us to live the best, the, the most fulfilled life we could have, an abundant, fulfilled life we've ever had. Wow. That is, that is so powerful. I mean, I was, as you were describing it, I was just it created imagery it's just like the grace to even when we're weak you know especially when we're weak and we are weak his we grace is, is there right it's just he doesn't expect us to have it all together no. you know he delights in our weak condition he delights in our weak condition because when we are weak he is very strong to us and when we can we can admit our we are weak that's the first part starting point of a new day because we all hear, be strong in the Lord. Yes, but it's in the Lord, not in us. It, my grace is sufficient for you in weakness. And I feel like every time we, we run from weakness, we try to run away from weakness. Because it doesn't fit what we want. Because we want to hide our weakness. 
But when we can expose our weakness and say, hey, I'm nothing but the grace of God. That's beautiful. It gives me the freedom to live authentically and I don't have anything to hide. I don't have to hide behind personality. I don't have to hide behind uh, anything. I don't have to hide. Try, I don't have to fulfill anything on my own. I just, by the grace of God, I am who I am. Whether you love me or not, it doesn't matter because God loves me. No more imposter syndrome, right, Mike? No imposter syndrome, no fakeness, true authentic, authenticity. What you see is what you get. <laughs> we know that term very well. We yeah, <laughs> we do. Oh, Mike, I, I tell you this, you know, uh, I just love the way you share from your heart. It, it's so strong and powerful. You just feel the Holy Spirit and you feel that grace. Mike, if you could, you know, tell anybody, you know, what they can do to receive God's grace and, and how it is life-changing. In, in, in your words, can you tell them, anybody who's listening right now? One thing I would, first of all, say is one of the words I think that I really gained in this past season of healing was the choice to forgive. Okay? When we choose to forgive, we empower the grace of God to work in our life in a fresh way. And so many people want to forgive themselves, forgive God. You can't do it because God's already forgiven us. He's done it. We don't need to forgive God. That's a, and we can't forgive ourselves because forgiveness has to be granted from a higher authority to the person that was offended. Yes. Or, and it's so often, I think the biggest thing I learned in God's grace was that when I chose to forgive everything I went through in life, hmm. from the, the sexual abuse from three peers in junior high school, and God leading me to the old junior high where it all happened, and the first person to greet me was my old homeroom teacher, who I hadn't seen in 25 years or so, oh, and choosing to forgive on that spot. That was a, the grace of God was empowered in my life to go there. It was not something I wanted to do. And that's all described in the book. Going back to the locker room where I was physically abused by guys and my clothes were thrown in the change room urinals mm -hmm. and they're always throwing me around and I couldn't protect myself and I felt helpless. But when I chose to forgive, that was the biggest day of my life. And I was able to walk out of fear once and for all. I realized that's a new day for me. I don't have to live this way. And the grace of God was right there with me as all the memories came back. And you can certainly hear how you have grown in leaps and bounds in the spirit, in your mind, in your emotions, and every part of you has grown because you've allowed God's grace to help you to overcome these things just by the things he says, like forgive, pray for your enemies and do things like that. It just... Yeah. You know, it sets you free and, and you set them free too, you know. Um, and, and, and forgiveness does not justify what was done to you. It does yeah. not excuse it. It's, we, we so often confuse two words, forgiveness and reconciliation. Mm -hmm. The ultimate hope is for a reconciliation, but forgiveness sets us free mm -hmm. from the bondage of being stunted. 
by what's been done to us. Right. If, if we hold on to unforgiveness, it's like drinking poison and expecting another person to die. Hmm. But when we choose to forgive, we drop the rock of offense in our life and we can walk free. Now, if God, if we choose to see reconciliation, that's another step in the healing process, too. Because Christ reconciled us while we were still sinners to God. He reconciled us back to God. Right. But forgiveness does not mean all the time re reconciliation, especially if it was from a very abusive relationship, unless both parties. Forgiveness involves what yourself and God. I choose to forgive those who hurt me. Reconciliation involves the third the third person to come in, and both parties have to want it. Mm. Otherwise, it becomes one sidedness, right. and and it can open up a whole set of worms too. Mm -hmm. That's that's really beautiful, Mike, because you you were able to run into counselors who could give you wisdom in those areas on how to deal with different things that you had gone through by God's leading. He led you to some beautiful people. What a blessing that is. Mike, you know, as we come like to the, um, you know, the end of our interview, let this be the beginning of just healing and so many people being set free that hear this testimony that you've given. I hope they read your book. Uh, conquering the fear of pandemic. It is powerful. I am really honored and grateful that you uh, spent this time on the podcast of Grace to Grow. And I have grown just by hearing your testimony. Before we leave, would you mind people and praying for the grace of God, you know, be overflow in their lives? Yes. Before I do that, I want to also thank God for you and Doug and you and Doug and so many others in San Francisco have been part of this healing journey too. You guys have known me for 22 years. It's hard to leave this next month. No. And you have all, always been so gracious towards me in my whole life. You guys have been true friends for that long. And what I'll also share this as a testimony for people. The very people, some of the people who saw what I went through in school were from my first purchase of that book, too. Wow. That's amazing. What a full circle. Talking about going full circle, right, Mike? Yeah. And then they've been asking me for help, too. Now, how do we walk? I had one friend reach out to me. I've got, I just lost my husband to an affair. I don't mm. know where to start. Can you help me? Oh. Like, different things like this. Like, God is using this. And even... God's opened up doors of ministry in the very place where all this stuff happened to me as well. So when I broke free of the fear, I was able to be able to be used in the actual geographic location mm. in the region, actually, of having doors of opportunity to minister to. Well, how can people reach you, Mike? Where can they get in contact with you to get your book? And also, if there's open doors for ministry as well where would well, people reach you at the book is available on amazon either in kindle format or it is available on a print format on amazon.com it's i think it's 14.95 us or 
and then the Kindle copy is like nineteen or nine ninety five or eight ninety five. I can't remember what I priced it at. Mm-hmm. But if you want, to read, uh, the, there's an e- I'll give you an email here. If people want to reach me, they can reach me at the fear pandemic book at gmail.com. That's the fear pandemic book at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook too. Mm. Well, well, they, they'll be, they'll be blessed if they look you up and uh, just, why don't you pray us uh pray a blessing of that grace to be uh, set free from fear for so many people are going through this, Mike. I mean, it, it's so powerful what you have, what the Lord has given you through your journey. And uh, thank you so much for sharing it with us. And uh, we'd be de- be so happy if you'd pray for us as you as we close out today, tonight. Sure. Well, Lord, here we are tonight. We thank you, Lord, that you are the God who said that perfect love casts out all fear. And it's your mature, complete in love that displaces and overthrows fear in our life. So, Lord, I thank you that for anyone listening to my voice tonight, that the that the they would have the grace of God to explore how fear has impacted them tonight. May they have the courage to go to those places that, of fear, no matter how insignificant or how significant it has been. May they have the courage to open their heart to you, great physician. May you open them up to showing them of how lovingly you care for each detail of your, their life. May you show them how to make steps in their own journey of life to conquer fear. Lord, I'm asking you tonight that the grace that you gave me in my place of weakness would be the same grace that would be released in their life, in their point of weakness. May they feel the strength of God that is with them every step of the way. May they know that the abiding presence of God is has been with them all along. Lord, I'm asking tonight that there come a release of bondage from people's life of fear, that people would be start to open, have their eyes open to you, Father, to the realization that you are there in every situation and that you're the one who conquers the fear and that the healing grace of Jesus Christ which was purchased for us by on Calvary for our healing would start to flow in every life tonight here. And may the perfect love of God now displace fear in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love that. The healing grace, Mike. There's a quote from you that I want us to close with too. It says, let us invite Holy Spirit into the start of this journey. So this is just the beginning, Mike, and I just look forward to what God is going to do with your life, with the writings that you have and, and the ministry that you have. And thank you again. And uh, I look forward to us when we get together again in Jesus' name. Absolutely. It was amazing to be with you guys. And I always love seeing my friends in San Francisco. You guys have been a gift. Oh, you're a gift to us, Mike. And so we'll talk again. You bet you, Anne. And if anyone wants to reach out, they are more than willing to email me. Happy to do whatever I can to help. Okay.
Good night, Mike. Good night, Anne.